Cinema Sins has a fan club. It's called the Sin Club, and members get all sorts of things like early episodes, bonus videos, merch discounts, and even monthly bonus podcasts. Membership starts at $3 a month, and you can sign up now at patreon.com slash cinemasins. I'm like, no, not, not one of them know how to cook anything. They couldn't even cook a salad. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. Alright everybody, welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Barrett Share. Hi! And today we have a very special guest. It is the director and co-writer of a movie called Boiling Point, Philip Barantini. Uh, the movie comes out in theaters November 19th and digital and on demand November 23rd. Philip, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, so yeah, this, uh, you know, a lot of people who watch this movie will know going in that this is a movie shot entirely in one take. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen this in since um, a movie called Victoria that came out. Yeah, uh, great movie. Uh, it's a great movie, um, uh, and I I'm always amazed at the the kind of uh, you know the work that has to go into this type of thing. So, since yeah. you're the co-writer <laughs> of this movie, how early in the process of writing the screenplay did you realize this was going to be done in one take? Oh, it was like before we even decided to write it as a feature. We we'd um we shot a, a short in twenty eighteen. Um mm. and that was all one take. It was twenty minutes. Um and it was almost like a proof of concept really. We we wanted to I'd want to I wanted to set something in that world for, for a long time because I actually worked as a chef for I was I was an actor for twenty five years, but during that time I needed to make some money and, you know, you, you know, you a lot of resting happens when you're an actor, especially mm-hmm. when you're not, um, you know, you, you're not as successful as you'd, you'd hoped when you began <laughs> your career. <Right. laughs> <laughs> so, so I started working in kitchens uh, uh, as a chef and I worked from the bottom and worked up my, my way up to the top, um, became a head chef. Uh, I was a head chef for two years. So I, I was in kitchens for 12 years overall. And wow. during that time, I was like, wow, this world is just nuts. It's ripe for drama and, you know, everything, everything that I, so everything that's in the movie is something that I've, you know, per- personally witnessed or experienced um, myself. Um, and so when we, when we sort of decided to, to do the short and, you know, the, the decision to do it in one take was, was quite an, an early thing, really. I, I, I sort of wanted to, to, to immerse the audience and make it feel quite, tense and, and 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 sort of erratic and almost like you know the audience go on this this journey so we decided to do the short in one take and then when you know the the short did really well in the festival circuit and 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 it was nominated for a, uh, a british independent film award for best short film um and and stuff like that so it was like okay um let's talk about the feature and and then it was it was never really a case of 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 any discussion really it was always going to be one take but the, the obviously there was a lot of um a lot of uh sort of technical things that go with that you know you need to make sure that we can definitely shoot it in one take with 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 the equipment that we wanted to use which was you know not just a a sort of digital camera but you know like a proper uh, digital film camera like um mm. 
you know, like a, an Ari Alexa, whatever, for example, which yeah. we, we, mm-hmm. we tried, but we, we couldn't use the Ari Alexa because it's, um, the, the memory card wouldn't have sustained an hour and a half. So we had to find a camera that was, um, you know, able to, to, to do that. And so we did a lot of research and we found, uh, the Sony Venice camera, which is, um, you know, it's, it's, it's an incredible piece of kit. Um, first of all, mm-hmm. we found out that you could, uh, live swap SD cards. Oh, wow. Oh, really? It's just like, <laughs> okay, this is just, uh, you know, this is exactly what we need. It's almost like mm-hmm. it was made for one take movies. Um, and right. the second thing about it is it has a, a, a mode where it's called the Rialto mode where you can basically separate the body of the camera from the, the sensor and the lens. So the, the sensor and the lens. And so that it, so for us, it was, we were able to put the camera body on the back of, of an easy rig, which is like a, you know, for people who don't know, it's like a, um, it's a, like a vest that the, that the cinematographer or the camera operator puts on. And it's got like a bar that goes over his head or her mm-hmm. head and the sort of lens was able to sort of, you know, we were supposed to distribute the weight. So the, 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 the body of the camera was on, it was attached to his back and then the lens was able to go on the front. So it was like quite agile and, and nimble. Um, so they, he was able to sustain an hour and a half or, you know, however long we didn't, we didn't have a time cap on it or anything like that. So, you know, it was, that, that was the, the challenges really. And in terms of, um, writing the script, the, the first thing that we had to do was make sure that we had the right location because, yeah, you know, we, we, when we did the short, we wrote the script and then we had to find the, the, the location that matched. And luckily we did. It was a, it was a catering college in, in Manchester, England, but, mm. um, but with the feature, we were like, oh, we don't want to go through that bother again and try and find, because I wanted a different location that was, you know, as it is in a movie, it's open plan and, you know, you can see the kitchen from every, from right. from, from anywhere in the restaurant. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was a huge challenge. I can't even remember what the question was now. I've just gone off on an absolute tangent. <laughs> oh, you there. answered it and you answered, I think, one of my other questions too. Uh, so, so no, we know I, I, uh, I love it when, uh, directors go off and, and just tell, and just keep talking because, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by the process. Um, obviously yeah. you had to rehearse this quite a bit, but I mean, not mm. only do the actors have to rehearse it, but you have to figure out where all the crew's going to be and everything yeah. during certain things. So like, um, how long of a process was that? Did you have enough time to just get everybody together and say, this is where you're going to be. And then you're going to be here for a long time and then, <laughs> you know, so on and so forth. Yeah. I mean, again, you know, finding that location was key because we needed somewhere that was going to be able to house everybody um, who's not on camera as well as everybody that is on camera. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, when you're doing, you know, we didn't want to, the, the camera wasn't able to have a wire attached to it, to, to the, to the monitors. So it, you know, in, to enable the, the sort of the, um, the, uh, what do you call it? The, the, uh, I can't think of the name off, off my head now. So, you know, the, the, the connection, basically the digital connection between the camera and the, the monitors, mm. um, you know, if the camera goes a certain distance away, then we're going to lose picture. So we had to make sure that we had, um, you know, the right, the right thing for that. But, but we, there's actually, we built two false walls in the restaurant mm-hmm. to enable myself and all the crew to hide behind during the take because, um, so the, one of the sound, <clears throat> one of the sound mixes, uh, was hidden behind a wall at the front of the restaurant. 
and then when you go into the second room in the restaurant where the where the sort of racist table is right the wall to the next to them is what is a completely false wall and behind there is about 50 crew members all just squashed in (laughs) (laughs) all squashed around like three monitors just watching watching it all unfold you know (laughs) um there's a there's one shot in here i don't i think it's i think for most viewers it'll probably read as just as an innocuous part of the movie i mean there's not really an innocuous part of the movie but i'm just saying that there's a part where stephen graham who uh who plays your uh, main character andy or i guess one of the big characters in the movie yeah he goes to talk to alistair who's played by jason fleming mm-hmm. um he goes over to talk to him at their table but you still have the shot lined up where you see the restaurant uh, and all of the activity behind it going mm. on for however long that is. I, I, I should have whipped out a phone and started timing how long this was, but <laughs> you can see, I mean, they, he, he, Stephen Graham comes from the kitchen and he's talking to his other two chefs and mm. then goes to that table. He delivers the food, right? The, right. the, they, they have to continue like being back there, quote unquote, making food i guess yeah. while that while he's up there talk while he's talking way far away on the other end of the restaurant <laughs> meanwhile you have everybody on the side having to do that the diners have to dine all yeah. this stuff has to happen for minutes on end like is there is there an, is there sort of a background script for a lot of these people or did they just kind of do what they felt like they needed to do i mean i imagine you'd have to map it out pretty carefully but yeah, we, we, we did. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I sort of, um, f- especially for the kitchen uh, team and the bar staff and any, any of the waiting staff as well, I just sort of gave them a job that lasted at least 15 minutes. Um, and I just said, look, you're not mm. really, you are, I'm, I'm so glad you've put, brought this up because it's, you know, it's amazing. Um, you know, and I, and I knew, I knew people would, would spot it, you know, that they were, in the background looking like they were working and on, on these dishes. So we, we had a lot of plates that were already plated up with food hidden mm. in the fridges underneath and hidden in the, the ovens ah. that, were, that were not switched on. So every so often I'd say like, just pull a plate up and just, you know, fiddle with it. And then, then one of the, you know, call the waiting staff over as if you're in a real restaurant and, you know, just get them to, and then I would just say to the waiting staff, just go and take it to a table. And, and, and then the, the, the customers I'd say, don't eat the food because it's been sat there for about three hours. Um, right. <laughs> but, you know, at least mime, mime that you're going to about to eat it or something like that. Um, and then again with the bar staff, I was like, you know, just make some drinks, just fake making some drinks or when in doubt, clean some glasses. Right. <laughs> you know, kind of right. like a real um, restaurant, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They'll yeah. look like you're it. busy if you're not. That's what's <laughs> yeah. beautiful. And I'm, I'm so glad that uh, you, you said that up front is that you had such experience in the restaurant industry, because mm. from my limited experience of this, uh, you touch on every facet of this from the dishwasher to the pastry chef, to the, to mm. the, uh, the prep, to the sous chef, to the, uh, the, the executive chef. Uh, and, yeah. and what a weird little family that is, right? Oh, it's exactly what it is. It's a family. You're right. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love you how know, you had the waiter with the second job trying to get people to come to his uh, his, to his, uh, his nice DJ night. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's literally based on someone that I worked with. He uh, he was you know, and that was one of the lines in the movies. He's I'm a, I'm a waiter. I'm a DJ moonlighting as a waiter, uh, and, and he, he used to say that to all the customers. He's, he'd, be, he'd be trying to get customers into his gig, like you know, after after work. It was. Um, 
yeah, he was like, I'm not going to be doing this forever. This is, I'm a DJ, you know, I'm going to be famous. I'm going to be, I'm going to be on stage. Well, he look never, at you, was. right? I mean, you turned into this feature director <laughs> after, after your interest in the restaurant. Yeah, but. that's true. That's true. There is hope for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, um, but going back to the family thing, yeah, it totally is a family because I was saying to, to somebody earlier that, um, you know, when you're working in kitchens or in restaurants, you, you generally spend more time with the with the people that you're working with and you do with your family. And that, and that is not a good thing right. in a way. And it, it mm. touches upon it in the movie with, with Steven's character, you know, at the beginning he's, he's, he's left, you know, he's, he's, he's about, he's just left his, his girlfriend, he's been kicked out and it's, you know, because of, because of what he's, what he's putting his attention on and, and what he's, he's, do, he's going through, you know? Um, but it's, uh, it is, it, it is a, fa- it is a family dynamic, um, dysfunctional family dynamic, but, but yeah, and, oh, you for know, sure. Yeah, for sure. Right. Everybody, nobody's perfect in this film. Like even no, you could no, say no, that no. really kind of the hero is, is I guess uh, Carly's like the chef de cuisine or mm-hmm. something like that. Right. Yeah. Uh, where she, she kind of keeps everything together, but then she has that delightful, I mean, delightfully awful, uh, just berating of yeah. uh, the front of the house uh, manager and it's and it just shows you how dysfunctional this yeah. whole thing can be, even with somebody that's supposed to be holding everyone together, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then you know you you it's like with your with your siblings or your parents, you have a blowout and you argue, and then you know ten minutes later you're like, yeah, sorry about that, or you know, yeah. it's yeah. Com- or it's completely <laughs> back to normal again, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like she um, says, you know, can we go for a drink later and we can talk about it? It's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still feeling raw about it, but all yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You mentioned drink, no problem. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, talk about your casting here, because uh, a lot of people know uh, Stephen Graham. A lot of people probably seen Jason Fleming and a million things. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, you have a really well-rounded cast. Are they? Are are a lot of these people um, uh, like? big time stage actors in addition to being screen actors or were they mostly stage or whatever? I know I've seen Vinette Robinson before. Yeah. Uh, she was on Sherlock for a few episodes. Yep. I remember. That's right, yeah. Um, uh, and, and she's incredible. Uh, I want to yeah. see more of her. Um, uh, yeah. yeah just kind of talk about, uh, how you got involved with this cast. So, uh, you know, um, I, I wanted to use some of them from the, from the short, film so we brought some of them back and and not in the same roles really we brought them back in different roles huh. um and yeah and I, I just wanted them to be because i knew they were great actors but but it's it's a funny you know it's a funny game and the producers wanted bigger names in certain roles so people who were in the short were, were in were in one specific role for example and then you know to bring them back for that same role which was a much bigger role in a obviously a feature film they wanted slightly more experienced or, or bigger names so, but i still wanted to to sort of get them in the movie so so yeah so there's, there was that side of it and then the other side was you know with steven's character um in reality he's the head chef and sort of you know part owner of this restaurant he mm-hmm. would have employed every single member of the kitchen staff personally you know so mm-hmm. i said to him early on i was like this is really important that you you put your you know, two pence in here and just go, look, let's, uh, let's, let's cast it together, this kitchen. So I want you to send me suggestions or, you know, people who you think might be right for it. And mm-hmm. Vinette was, Vinette was the first, uh, person that he, that he sent. And it was like, 
oh wow yeah and i've seen some of her stuff before and i just was like yeah absolutely amazing because that role though that role is incredibly important for for, yeah. for his relationship um you know they're supposed to have known each other for a long long time and so i, I needed somebody who who had worked with steven and, and who knew steven and because steven is an incredibly um passionate uh actor and you know, he's on top of his game and he ne- you need oh, to yeah. be on top of your game if you're going to go toe to toe with him because, because he was, he's, he's, he's on fire, you know, he's like a whirlwind. <laughs> so yeah. you need to be ready for that. Um, so in terms of the rest of the cast, we put out a, um, uh, our casting director, Carolyn McLeod, she, um, she sent out submissions and stuff and, and, um, and we had a lot of people come back because as soon as you get, you know, especially over here in this country, as soon as you say Stephen Graham's in something, every actor wants to be a part of it. <laughs> so we, yeah. we were so lucky to get like so many submissions, but at the same time, it was difficult to, to go through them. So, so, you know, cause we didn't really have, um, I mean, we had a script and the dialogue was, was basically bullet points in, at this point. And what I mm. wanted to do was I wanted to 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 workshop the script with the actors and to to, to get the the natural di- naturalistic dialogue, and then we wrote the dialogue from the workshops. Um, <clears throat> but prior to that, with the auditions, I, I I sort of said to the casting director, just get the actors to tell me a story about the worst experience and the best experience they've ever had in a restaurant, whether they worked in it or or just you know eating or or, or drinking <laughs> at the bar or whatever, um, and whilst making uh, a cup of coffee or a cup of tea that was the mm-hmm. that was the task that's all i said and you'll be surprised the amount of actors who had rehearsed this story to within an inch of its life and then <sighs> they performed it to camera whilst making this just stirring this empty cup with no liquid in it you know and that's not what i asked for i asked them to just make a real cup of coffee or tea whilst mm-hmm. telling me a story of the cup you know just a natural story and so then we whittled it down to those those actors who were just really natural. Um, and then I, I brought them in to, to audition them. Um, and I got an actor friend of mine to sort of, um, I didn't tell them, I told them what ro- they knew what role they were coming in for. Say for example, it was Tony, the chef or whatever they knew that. And <clears throat> so they, they knew the sort of backstory of the chef, but I didn't tell them what I wanted them to do in the audition. So when they came in, I said to my friend, Robbie, uh, I said, I just whisper in his ear before they come in and say, okay, this, I'm going to set them up with the, with some props, um, you know, some bowls and some, uh, spoons to just mime some stuff. And I said, and I want you to go in there and literally scream at them as if they've just, you know, they're late for work and all this kind of stuff. And, and, and some actors just didn't know how to handle that. You know, they were just so mm. like, Whoa, they were like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't, I was not mm-hmm. expecting that. Can we go again? And, you know, we did, obviously I did go again and help, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to just kick them out the room, but, but I wanted I wanted the people who were who were able to act spontaneously and just go with it and be like in the moment and just completely be be immersive and and, and sort of vulnerable as well and and those are the people that we that we ultimately chose and um, you know I think it I think it paid off in terms of like the sort of the the the, the realism and, and and the sort of um, you know the, the believability of, of these these characters being real I mean a lot of people have said to me did you use real chefs. I'm like no, no yeah, not yeah. one of them know how to cook anything. They couldn't even cook a salad. <laughs> <laughs> There's a certain type of movement, and you know when you see it. There's exactly. a certain type of movement for restaurant staff mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. from from the from the the wait staff all the way you know to the uh, the 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 prep and the expediters that that 
is replicated in this. And, and I have to yeah. think that it came from, from your experience of, of being in that world. Yeah. I, you know, the, what, the one thing we didn't have enough of was time and, you know, I would have loved to have gotten all of the actors and took, taken them to chef school for a couple of weeks and, you know, and, 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 um, bar, bar school or whatever it may be, but we, but we didn't, we didn't have enough time. And we, we, we shot this on a really low budget. And, and so the, the next best thing is exactly what you just said is have them look and move like chefs or, mm. or wait, waiting staff, you know? Uh, and so, so we we got some uh, some real chefs in who were sort of consultants on the movie because I, I I could I didn't want to sort of have to do everything I wanted to focus on the performances and and the and the camera movement and and everything else basically and so if I could take the the um, the chefy um, side of it out of the equation for myself and give it to a real chef who could then you know we we worked together on it and and I would say look I want them to do this and want them to look like this or you know. Um, the spoon the 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 butter over the, the meat at this point or whatever you know or turn the fish and and stuff like that they need to look like they know what they're doing but obviously they don't need to know what they're doing but it has to <laughs> look like that um it's like the illusion you know so um so that so that's what we worked with and, and luckily we you know all the all the actors were so on board with it and just so enthusiastic and you know it, it really pays off and, and i think again that's sort of um testament to Stephen as well because he's he's you know he, he comes on set and everybody pays attention because you know like i say if, you, if you're not ready and you're not on 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 form then you're going to go down <laughs> you're literally <laughs> going to go down so, yeah. I, I suppose uh the moments where you are following one character in their private moment uh mm-hmm. like several there's a set there's several moments in this where you're doing that mm. that's where everybody at least the actors got to finally just kind of rest a little bit, or did you have some yeah. people who were just like, I've got to stay in character. I'm going to continue pretending to be making food while the camera's away and everything. Uh, or was that m- meant to be in there? So people could say, all right, ah, I can take five minutes. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I would, I, to be honest, like I, when we were rehearsing, that was the time for me to direct because with it being a one take, you know, once I call action on the takes, I am literally behind the monitor and unable to do anything really. And right. it, was, it was horrific, actually, <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, you're just watching it play out and it's like, oh my gosh. And then each point you're like, okay, we got, yeah, that's great. We got that bit. And then, you know, um, but um, I since recently learned that, I mean, actually, we, we've actually shot, um, we shot hours and hours and hours of behind the scenes footage from the moment we started writing the script to, to the, to, to the moment of the shoot. So we're I now want to see a, this. We are, we're putting a, a sort of like a 30 minute documentary together, um, uh, which, will, which will be available soon, I think. But, um, but yeah, so, so I, <laughs> we, we were out in, uh, in um, uh, Zurich Film Festival recently and mm-hmm. Vinette was there with us and she and I was like, um, someone asked the question, you know, what exactly that question, what you just asked, what, what are you guys doing when the camera wasn't on you? Were you still, mm-hmm. you know, pretending to cook in the background or whatever? And she was like, oh God, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Oh no, <laughs> we, we were, we, she, so Vanette had, she called it her, her, um, her sort of like, uh, what did she call it? I can't remember now. Basically her, her like, um, go, it was like a go-to book. Basically she, she'd written all these notes in this book and she'd hidden it in the fridge underneath mm-hmm. uh, end of the counter. And she, um, she, uh, as soon as the camera was off, 
all the chefs would just surround Vanette and be like, right, what are we doing now? Where are we next? What are we doing next? <laughs> <laughs> and then they go back to their moments, you know, as, um, so it was, it was it was really funny to 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 realize that they were all you know sort of panicking. So I'm I'm sure all that will be on on camera, um, in the behind the scenes thing. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs, so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. I, I mean, I got to say that, you know, it, it, I, there's a, while the one take aspect of this movie is something that's, you know, you're 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 always going to be aware of there are points in the movie where you just kind of forget that it's that it's happening yeah um, because the the scene itself takes control especially during the scene barrett's talking about with the you know when uh, uh vanette is uh, uh dressing down the the manager mm -hmm. uh, about not knowing how you know uh, lamb is cooked and yeah. and uh that whole thing and <clears throat> And I kept trying to imagine this movie though without the one take. Like mm -hmm. it's it's kind of just a. It would still be good, but it just doesn't seem. I mean, there's something about cutting during these things mm. that just would would make it not special at all. And I yeah. I don't I don't know what that is. I don't know. It, like how I don't I feel like you pulled off a bit of a magic trick here to <laughs> let people know that first off this is being done in one take. You're going to mm. forget sometimes that it is being shot in one take, but you can't figure out how it would have been made without it. Well, yeah, the the the, the idea was always um, you know, to to once we decided we were going to do it in one take, it was it wasn't <clears throat> because it I wanted to 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 show look how clever we are. You know, like 1917 movies like that, they're fantastic. Yeah. But not right. one take your Birdman, another one. It's the great, great movie. Yeah, but right. for this, it was 
it was a case of, you know, when you're working in that environment, it's one take. You don't, you can't go back or stop for a minute. You know, if, you know, it's just constantly moving forward all the time, especially, you know, you've got new customers coming in, you've got to serve the table and you've got to go over there and you've got to go over there. So, you know, for, for, for me, I wanted the camera to be the audience's eyes and, and almost the audience be a member of the staff or whatever, you know, and, and sort of experience it um, in an immersive way um, and, you know, not, not be able to take your eyes off, off, off the screen and, and, and I almost wanted to just, you know, dump the audience in and then pull them back out again an hour and a half later and just be mm-hmm. like, whoa, what that, you know, like almost like a, like looking into the, like a big brother type vibe, you know, this is, this <laughs> yeah. is what's happening in this world right now. And then, you know, if you, the camera was to float over to another restaurant, this is what was ha- happening here, you know, that, that kind of thing. And I just right. wanted to have that sort of quick um, slice of life really. How, how many did you end up doing? How many did you, did you attempt before you finally got the right one? Well, we actually uh, originally gave ourselves four nights to shoot it over, and each night we were going to do it twice. Oh. So we, we would come in at 6 p.m. Um, just after it had gone dark, and everybody would get ready. You know, we had 37 radio mics that everybody had to get on and costumes Jeez. and all that kind of stuff. And, and, you know, everybody was in the same space at the same time. And this is in March 2020. Um, I'm not sure whether you know what was going on in March 2020. <laughs> it eludes me. I have no idea. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, it, was, it basically messed us up um, big time. Mm. But uh, so, so, you know, without going too far into the, the story, basically what happened was after the first night, we'd, we'd shot it twice and we were happy with it and it was good, you know, but we're like, look, we've got six more goes at this. We're going to get the the one take that we want. You know what I mean? We're going to get the the one, which is going to be perfect in every way. So then the producers uh, called me really late that night. um, And we've been watching the news and, and uh, you know, the COVID was, was, was sort of like this dark cloud that was looming over everybody. And, um, uh, yeah, we we like like I said, we we were over 150 people in one space at, the, at one time, and uh, mm. nobody was, you know, nobody nobody told us to wear masks or anything like that. It was not, you know, it was literally mm-hmm. just wash your hands. Yeah, wash your hands. That was it. And we were we were all hugging each other every every time we come in because we were a family. You know, we were we were a big family, and and so the the producers called me late on the Monday night and sort of said, look, tomorrow is going to have to be our last day because I think the whole country is going to go into lockdown the following day or, or the day after. So we were like, Oh my gosh. So, so I, I literally, um, uh, you know, I had to deal with that. And so coming in the next day, it was, you know, all systems go. We, we, we had to, I tried to put it to the back of my mind and just try and, you know, not, not tell the actors. I didn't tell the actors because I didn't want them to, to, to worry. So, so then we did it the first time we did the, the, the first take on the, on the second uh, night. And then we were like, that was great. Performance was a f- phenomenal, but there was a few technical, t- a couple of little technical things that I wasn't happy with. So, so I gave some notes to everybody and then we were like, okay. And then, um, and then I, uh, I had to tell them then that this is going to be the last one. And I thought it was going to rile them up and, you know, make them be, but actually it, 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 it it did the opposite. I think it was made them incredibly nervous, and and actually the performances were quite flat, but technically it was flawless. <laughs> so, oh. so then you know, then we all got locked down, and it was like I need to choose between these two takes. Uh, so I watched them both again after like a week's break, um, just to you know breathe and 
and figure out what the hell I just done. Um, <laughs> and and so we um, so so then I, I decided to to use the third tape because I knew that we could fix any of the technical issues. Like there, there were small things. Like one of the the things was uh, the clock in the kitchen was an hour slow for some huh. reason. So that the hands were were at the wrong time. So. I was like, no, the restaurant's not going to be open at four o'clock. It's not going to be dark at four o'clock. People aren't right. going. It's going to be this busy at four o'clock. So we need to change it to at least five o'clock. So, so that was a an expensive fix, really. Um, but God. it was it was uh, nobody will ever notice, ever ever notice. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I they did an incredible job. And then you know the other things were like um, a couple like shadows, uh, camera shadows on things and reflections mm-hmm. of the camera um in certain points uh a couple of like um just little shudders of the camera but we were unable a- to able to, to to fix everything in in post we were able to you know to to use some of the fx and and get rid of the the the, sh- the shadows and certainly the reflections like in for example there's one uh which i was so impressed by when when we go into the to the lady's toilet with the with the manager and she stood at the the mirror um if you look to the right there's a there's a, a hand dryer um, and it's completely chrome and you would, you, you could literally see the camera um, and Matt in the reflection. And I was like, I mean, what? Cause on, on the other takes he'd, it's, he'd moved slightly. So his, his reflection wasn't in it. Um, but in this one, he, 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 for some reason, something happened, he couldn't get around. So, so I was like, Oh, you know, we have to, so, but, but again, it, they did an incredible job and fixed it all. And so for me, you know, uh, it's always got to be performance over over the technical side of it because a mm-hmm. because of my acting background and b I think if you're if an audience is uh, not watching the performance and is not feeling the emotions and and going through that emotions and they're watching the the technical thing I know there'll be people out there who will watch the technical thing of it but but I feel like you've you've lost the um, the audience if 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 if, uh, if the performances aren't on point. That's that's my yeah. my feeling anyway. So we went with oh, the third that's take. For sure. Yeah, third take. Third take. That was the third, third take wow. that yeah. you pulled this miracle off. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ! Yeah, I know, yeah. I know, man, I know, I know. It's was there ever time insane. you regretted doing this in one take? <laughs> Yeah, during, during. <laughs> sure, sure. So you didn't have e- even one. I mean. You didn't even have one moment where you started and then had to stop. No, honestly, it was apart from the, you know, we, we did the rehearsals. We did three weeks rehearsals. Uh, to, well, we did, I did three weeks rehearsal with Matt, the camera operator, and we just, we rehearsed the camera moves first. And then we had the, the actors for, um, for three weeks as well. Um, and, you know, we did it stop, start, and that's how I we sort of built it in layers. So we'd do the first because the, the script was there was no scenes, scene numbers, or scenes in the script. It was all just mm-hmm. uh, you know movements. We call them movements or camera movements or or, or beats. So so the first beat would be you know uh, Stephen walking into the restaurant and then going off to get changed. So we do that moment. And then we go back to the beginning and we do the one and two and then go back to the beginning, one, two, three. And we, and we built it that way so that so that not only the, is the camera um, getting the moves down um, with the actors in place, but also the actors are, you know, knowing what they need to say and w- at what points. And, and, and so and it's like muscle memory. So then when we get to the end, um, we, uh, you know, we, we sort of we, we all collapsed <laughs> basically, the, you know, after the rehearsals. And then it was a case of. Um, going through it then i think we rehearsed it in its entirety maybe four times 
and then um, and I said I said to the actors from the start I said look you know if if you mess up unless it's an emergency <laughs> a medical emergency or you know you cut yourself or you you know you you you, you slip over and, and break your leg I mean, don't even stop then because, like, that's great drama, right? People are yeah. going to love it. You'll work it in. You'll yeah, figure it yeah. out. We'll call a real ambulance and we'll use it, you know. Um, so I just so, said, just, so that just woman did have an allergic reaction. She did. Yeah, 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 yeah. She did. She that did. was, God, that was. That well, was speaking, speaking of this, I, I have to say this is the first time that, that the, the words Chekhov's nut came yeah. into, into my head. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, you just, I mean, you didn't know. You didn't know. what, And that's the whole point of the mm-hmm. Chekhov's gun type of yeah. thing. Yeah. You didn't know when it was going to come up, but you knew it was going to come up as soon yeah. as we, we hear nut allergy. And yeah. I love the way that you worked it in. And, and, it, and it became such a dramatic outpouring. Uh, mm. You know, it, it's, it's such a climactic moment where mm. everything's going crazy on screen. Yeah. Um, it affects all the characters. It affects mm-hmm. all the relationships with the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think you, you scripted that just perfectly to, uh, to come up at the right time. And, and I'm telling you, Chekhov's nut. That's the, uh, that's the way to go. Yeah. You've set a new trend. Chekhov's nut. I love it. As long as it's not plural. Yeah. Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it was uh, no, it was beautifully done. I I have to also say, the uh, the the health inspector at the beginning. Uh, <laughs> yeah, is it Mister Lovejoy? Is that's it, right. Uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Thomas Coombs. Um, yeah. Near, I, I don't want to. I, I hesitate to say to any filmmaker that somebody steals a, a, a film or anything like that. But yeah. man, yeah. I mean, he absolutely just owns that first scene. I mean, he, <laughs> he helps really get you into that whole mentality because mm. he's not taking any bullshit, but he's also being polite. Uh, and he's also got, you know, a, a, a previous relationship with the pastry chef. Yep. And, uh, it, it, what was, was that how you envisioned it, envisioned it on the page and it just came to life? Or was that just kind of like a performance that, that elevated everything? Well, a bit of both, really. Yeah, I mean, I knew the character that I wanted, uh, you know, because I'd I'd I'd, <laughs> I'd worked, I'd seen th- those characters because that's what they're like. You know, they come in as such jobs worth, and they just, they just, you know, you just yeah, you can't really, you can't really crack them. They just, they're just there to do the job, and and they they're, they're so, oh yeah, it just, it's just mad human beings. I, I don't know how they even <laughs> get into that job. It's just crazy, but but they're so passionate about it and. And so I, I knew I wanted someone like that, and 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 Steve, Stephen actually uh, worked with Tom Tommy Coombs uh, on something before, and he's just like, I've got the perfect person for that role. And oh. I was like, as soon as I met Tommy, I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, he's great. <laughs> you he's you great. felt like that guy had, had had dealt with a health inspector before because that was that was pretty dead on. Well, he did actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I did actually send him out because because where we shot it in um, it's a place to, in in East London called um, <clears throat> called Hackney. And um, Hackney Council, uh, you know, they have their own health inspectors in every council. And so we got in touch with Hackney Council and said, look, could, could we possibly, we told them the the situation and we were doing this movie. And, and they were like, I thought they would say no, because no one's allowed to be in the space and stuff like mm. that. But they were like, oh, no, yeah, of course you can come down. So so actually Tommy went um, went on a, on a health inspection with, with this guy. 
uh, for the whole day. He went on about six or seven, I think he went to various different places. So, and and the guy was exactly the character. I mean, it was wow. it, it, honestly, I almost cast him. <laughs> I, almost, <laughs> I almost said, like, can you act? Can you act? <laughs> you know, sorry, Tommy, you've lost a job, mate. <laughs> oh my god! When he finally, because you you see the the breadth of everything, like you see a little bit of. Uh, playfulness with the the person that he already knows, and then you see the yeah. uh, the the the, the down to work uh, type of ability, and then you see, I guess, and again, you know, us Yankees, I, I'm sure it's more polite in in, in the UK uh, than it is over here. Over mm-hmm. here, it's more like Donald Sutherland's character in uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, where yeah. he's just a, <laughs> kind of a prick to everybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but th- at least here, he's a polite prick. Yeah. Uh, but then when he sits down uh, with Andy and, and, and those little, those little distractions of, do I have your attention? Can I have your yeah. attention? Can I, oh my God. It absolutely. And then he drops the knife. Into, yeah, exactly. It's just absolutely gorgeous. I, I love yeah. that you started the film out like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, instead of just kind of squeezing that in somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it set it, like you say, it to set the tone of like the, the, the whole place is on the back foot straight away from the beginning yeah, of the service, yeah. you know, and, and there's nothing worse than being on the back foot when you're about to go into the busiest service of the night <laughs> right, of, of the right. year. In fact, yeah. I kept, uh, um, I kept wondering like how, how much stress are all of these people on? I mean like the, they're, I guess they're working at, you know, a, a somewhat newish, uh, uh, high, you know, high class restaurant, um, and they're all working. Are all of these people just overworked and then try to party too hard afterwards? Or, you know, it's the, the amount of stress that are on all these people. Like there, there's people who are just on the verge of a nervous breakdown. There's people who are, <laughs> you know, Stephen Graham, there's a, there's a point where he just goes into his office and, you know, there's, there's office cocaine there for him to, yeah. to Oh yeah. Um, yeah. there, uh, and you know he, he, you see some somebody with self cutting and all this. It's mm-hmm. is this something that's I I, I I guess I could be answering my own question here, but is this more of a an, an everyday life? You can find this in any workplace, or is or do restaurants have a high level of these like people who are like just spending like don't seem to have any time. Um, just are always constantly working and don't have chance to, to visit loved ones and all this and yeah. that kind of thing. Is that, is that something that's normal at a restaurant? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's actually getting better now in terms of, especially in this country, in the, in the UK, it's getting better in terms of like, there's help out there for people who are stressed and, and, you know, going through, through um the, the, you know, the, 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 addictions and everything that people are going through there's there's a lot more help out there and people are reaching out more but but yeah certainly it's 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 a it's a really high pressured environment and you know you've got to be on the same level as everybody else otherwise if there's a one week link then you just you just get fired you know you're just gone and and, and it's on to the next person so it's really it is really stressful and yeah people do party too hard mm-hmm. you know because at the end at the end of the day when you finished your service let's say 10 11 p.m at night or whatever maybe later mm-hmm. You, in your mindset, certainly for me anyway, it, my mindset was always like, I I deserve a drink now. I deserve to yeah. party because yeah. I've been busy working and everybody else who's at the front, you know, the customers have been having a great time. Now it's my time to have a great time. And 
you know sometimes to the to the detriment of of my family and all that kind of stuff so yeah it's and and, and it does relate to it to a lot of high pressure jobs and in fact people have said it to me before you know that you know they watch the movie and they're in, in banking and they said it's a it's exactly the same. I, I had the same anxiety watching the movie mm. that I do that mm. I had mm. when I worked in 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 a, in, a, in a bank, you know. So yeah, so yeah, it's um, but you know, there is there is there is help out there now for for all of that, you know, for the yeah. for the stresses and the and the, the mental health and things. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I mean, I could go on all this, yeah, for for all day. I mean, this is this is really between you know the subject matter, the performances, the technical uh, agility that you showed. Um, and I have to say one more thing before Sophia comes through the screen and, and shows sure. no, no, don't, don't worry. Honestly, say, say what you say. Go, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> the fact that, um, everyone in this, uh, every character in this is treated with some sort of empathy, uh, really impacted me. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. the fact that, uh, and, and people, whoever's listening to this, when you go to a restaurant, I hope you watch this film and see, from the other perspective, what people go through, not only mm-hmm. your servers, not only the, the bar uh, staff, but you know, mm-hmm. the, the prep staff and the, yeah. the, you know, all that stuff, the dishwashers, all this stuff that everybody goes through. Nobody, like I said, nobody's perfect in this film, right? right. Like yeah. everybody's got kind of their, their, uh, I'm not going to do a roll credits boiling point, but everybody's got their tipping point. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, not that I don't love the title, but like, I, I do appreciate that you treated everyone from the newest employee on to, you know, the, the head chef mm. with the same amount of empathy. They're all humans. They're all in yeah. a family. They're all trying their best yeah. uh, in this environment. I think that's what rang the, the truest to me, uh, even though there's so much to love about uh, all the stuff that you did. And I really appreciate the way that you handled these characters. Oh, that means the world, honestly. Thank you so much, because that's exactly what we set out to do. You know, um, to 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 bring the truth to these to these characters, and also, you know, um, bring to life people that I've worked with or or or, or come across in my life. You know, because everybody's they always say write about what you know, right? And and also these characters are, are, are based on people that I've that I know or have seen or come come into contact with. So. Yeah, it really means that a lot that you that that comes across, you know, and and, and I appreciate um, appreciate that. Yeah, I can't wait for you to do more films. This is going to be me, fun me too. To watch me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, uh, Philip. Thanks so much for talking to us today. Thank you so much, guys. It's been a pleasure. It really has. The movie is Boiling Point. It comes out in theaters November 19th and digital and on demand November 23rd. Uh, That's going to do it for this interview. It's Chris Atkins and Jonathan Watkins and Barrett Share. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And be sure to visit cinemasins.com.